All right, welcome to episode 48 of Look at My Records. I'm here with Montclair, New Jersey's True. Even though you guys are from all over a little bit, New Jersey. <laughs> welcome. How are you guys doing today? Great. Doing good. Doing real good? Really good. Really good, yeah. All right, so why don't you just take a second to introduce yourselves, everyone. We'll start with Keith. Hi, I'm Keith. <laughs> what are you doing in the band? Yeah, what are you doing in the band? I, I play guitar and sing. I'm Pat. I uh, also play guitar and sing. Kind of better. I'm Steve. I play drums. I don't sing because I can't sing. And I'm Cindy, and I play bass, and I sing a little as well. Oh, cool. You guys have been together about two years-ish? Yeah, it's been about yeah two years, I would say. We started in late. 2016 is kind of when we conceptualized the whole thing and um yeah you guys i read you guys actually hit it off at a wedding did you guys know each other already yeah, keith yeah. and pat you guys knew up, each other already we grew up in like verona cedar grove like right now oh yeah i, I i'm yeah. familiar with that place yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh we uh we were always in bands that played together we've been on tour together i went on tour with his old band washington square park uh once uh we all shared mutual friends and basically uh me and keith were at a friend's wedding got really drunk and we're just like uh -huh. hey i got these songs you should play them with me and typically when i say that to people i don't really get an answer after that but he actually answered and then we started kind of jamming so yeah so you guys kind of came together I find that a lot of projects come together with musicians. It's like either like a mutual admiration, like, yeah, we like each other. Like, we like the way you play and stuff. Or they kind of set off the like, I want to do this type of project. Oh, I want to do this type of project too. Was it something like that? Or one person just saying, oh, I have a bunch of songs. and uh, Basically, so I pretty much, did, uh, True is uh, pretty kind of crazy branch out, I guess, musically. For me, me and Steve uh, have been in like hardcore bands uh, most of, you know, our careers. Me and him uh, were in a band called 96 before that. And so after 96 kind of slowed down, I was kind of going through uh, some shit and I just decided to write some of these songs. I uh, recorded some like voice memos showed them to Keith and was just like, hey, would you be interested in like helping me? Because essentially I wanted somebody to help me hone these songs and like hone the actual songwriting aspects of it, being that I've never done it before. And being that I've always liked all the stuff that Keith has done, I thought he would be like a perfect person to help me kind of like get them as like solid ideas rather than just like random thoughts thrown out there. And that's the result of that was the 2017 EP with the butt on the cover, <laughs> the wonderful yep, butt. Yep. If we could ever just like in later like references, if people just put like the parentheses butt EP. Yeah, the that would be sweet. I'm okay. Be, right. That would mean you the made butt it. Album. Yeah, that would mean you made a true self-titled butt EP. Yeah. You know, the butt EP. Yeah, yeah like kind of like the blue album with Weezer. Yeah, and exactly. Stuff. <laughs> I'm hoping that happens for you guys. That'd be great. That'd be cool. And it was a, it's a great EP off of Destroy All Monsters record. Some really great songs. So were these the songs you're talking about that uh, you uh, had in mind first and then collaboed with Keith to kind of... The first song is... Uh... Do I have to get... Hello? Uh, the first song we did was Trouble. We had, had basically the arrangement that it has now just with like good, like garage band like drums, <laughs> like the drum yeah. samples, and then like a, a guitar over it. And... Um, I like I had it for a while and I was it, when I finally figured out like the words and stuff for that song I showed I was like fuck like if we don't use this like I really want to fucking use it because I, I love that song I think it, it came together pretty well Don't and then uh, the second song or well it's the first track on there take a peek we kind of like sat in the room and figured it out yeah. same with the I, other two I think that that was but take Trouble, a peek I would was say is like the first true song I guess if you were to consider it us collaborating on songwriting yeah take yeah, we, take a peek was definitely a later one yeah i think i think there were a lot though like before we the did the two demos EP, there were like oh yeah there the were two a couple demos, other songs i think with the original like by the wayside but we had a good amount and then we just settled on these four and like plus the 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 seven inch i guess kind of like organized that into being a four song thing because those are the four songs that we play live all the time anyways 
But uh, once we found out that we actually had the option of doing seven inch, we're like, okay, we can fit four of them. That's good. We'll <laughs> yeah. stick with that. Yeah, it's a, it's a very nice package, this seven inch. You. you got a sticker in there. You got what looks like a lyric sheet. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, but the lyric sheet was uh, Keith's idea. Great idea, Keith. Uh, sort of. I think I, I barely contributed. I, I, Todd made most of the inserts. But I so, mean, yeah. the idea, I think, was... Oh, all about the, the prescription sheet. Yeah. And, like, the story. Baby blue prescription. I think it may have been Todd's idea. Oh, was it? It was based on his lyrics, though. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The baby yes, blue we're, prescription. We're all pretty shot out. <laughs> yeah, I would probably say it's Todd's one that I don't remember ever even <laughs> I should have taken the credit. Fuck! <laughs> oh. Okay, so interesting. But... How'd you round up this lineup? Yeah, so, um, like we were saying before, me and Keith uh, essentially uh, conceptualized this whole idea at a friend's wedding. Uh, we jammed a little bit, got some songs together, and um, I played in a band with Steve for about five years called 96. Uh, we were like a hardcore band based out of like the Montclair area again. And um, pretty much he was in, he's in a bunch of different projects, a bunch of really good bands. So I was just like, hey man, like, you know, we work really well together. Could you at least just help us uh, demo everything? You know, uh, you know, I really yeah. liked his style and the whole nine. So after we demoed everything, he's just like, I don't want to stop. So can I be the drummer? And I was, and we were just like, yes, that was my kind of evil plan. You're hired, yeah. Steve. You're yeah. in the Pat band. Suckered, Pat suckered me in. I, yeah. Oh, he <laughs> talked about sucker you in for so long. It, it was, was like, <laughs> we just gotta like, we gotta <laughs> suck him in, you know? It won't happen at first. You know like, what? I was cooking. actually, I was actually at the wedding. I had no idea yeah, they talked you were about shit this. <laughs> well, of yeah, we, we all were. And uh, Cindy, you probably have background in other New Jersey bands too, right? In the yep. like uh, Morris Essex County area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've played in a bunch of different bands over the years, and uh, I don't know if you guys want to elaborate on how you ended up reaching out to me. Yeah, well, I'd love actually, to hear that. Actually, Pat came up to me and was like, you know, I I know she plays guitar, but I was thinking about asking Cindy to play bass, and I just I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, I was. I, he, it was his idea, but I think we were all just on board. Yeah, I saw. I, she's uh, like she was saying. She played in a bunch of bands. I've seen her play before. She's always been around. Like I was always really close with her girlfriend Anna, uh, from you know just playing shows at the Meat Locker and everything. And uh, we never actually played together before, but I knew she was a talented musician and uh, knew that as soon as she picked up the bass, she'd be able to just really contribute some really awesome stuff and that's exactly what, what happened yeah, so we definitely. finally finished every uh, finished Thanks, up the lineup. Pat. Oh, so nice. What a what a nice moment we yeah. just had. Whoa. Feel the love. Pat had Pat had this evil plan to sucker everyone in. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked and it worked well enough that we loved doing He's it. He's an so. evil genius. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah. um, so I just you just had that beer last night. It was delicious. You guys have a bit of a hardcore background. It seemed like Keith has played in like punkier, like poppier bands and soft stuff. shit, soft, soft serve. Shit. I believe is the so, term. So, so did you guys like kind of come together with? Especially you guys are like, I want to do something a little different. Keith, you know, is, is good at this stuff. Let's like Prince fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, with I had a really awesome time playing hardcore and i still love it to this day we did a lot of really cool stuff with that band but it seemed like with the amount of work we put in and kind of how our lives were going uh we kind of stagnated and so i wanted to kind of do something different just to kind of like itch some other uh like scratches musically that i've never really been involved in i want to you know, be a better guitar player, be a better songwriter. I've never sang before, so I wanted to try that, see how that worked out. And I, I don't know, they tell me it's okay, so. Yo, it's it's dope. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, Not uh, just okay, it's dope. dope. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, yeah, so we just wanted to kind of do something different and uh, just really see, like, I really wanted to see what else I had to offer other than playing super fast and jumping around yeah. on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, so you guys have a big 2018 in front of you. You have another EP coming out soon? Yeah. Uh, June 22nd, uh, we're releasing our second EP. It's called uh, Growing Pains. 
Uh, we'll be releasing it with our friends and Sniffling Indie Kids. They've been uh, really awesome, supportive of the band kind of since we started, but now this is the first time we're officially working with them, so we're real excited about that. And how would you describe those songs in compa- compared to uh, the first EP? Is it kind of an extension of these songs, or is it different? What can people expect? Uh, I would say it's an extension of the first EP we wrote. We The great thing about being in this band is whenever we sit down to write music, it's one of the most seamless and like comfortable experiences I've ever had playing music. We work really well together, and so a lot of these songs were one of the uh, one of the new songs, same conversation, different day. That song was basically written and finished as soon as the last record came out. So we had like some older stuff. We had some other riffs that we never really uh, were able to put something together for the first effort. So I feel like this is really kind of a focusing uh, like on the type of music we're playing, but also, you know, an extension of what we were playing before. How cool. So I definitely want to play a song from that upcoming record, uh, one called The Graduate in particular. Uh, Do you want to say anything about that song? Um, Keith. Keith, I, you yeah. wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That song we played around with that one for a while, def, like figuring out how the whole thing was gonna go. But the song is just pretty much. I guess I mean the whole EP really has to do with that weird transition that you go through late twenties, thirties, oh, yeah. where you, you think about like all the the things that you had set for yourself, the expectations that you had, and like how ridiculous some of them seem now that you're there and you're like, fuck, like, you thought there was going to be some sort of, like, understanding game at that point. It's it just, you kind of just see there's more mountain to climb and, like, more stuff that you have to figure out and all the stuff that you thought was just, like, black and white. Definite truths are kind of a lot. It's a gray area. Yeah, Life is one big gray area, man. Basically. And I, it's cool. A lot of people can definitely relate to that, so... Yeah, and you know, like the whole EP in general kind of wraps around that theme that he was just saying when, you know, uh, like last year I was going through a really rough time and I was 29, you know, I hated the job I was in, I decided after college that I wanted to play music and tour around and I was starting to almost kind of regret that because that didn't work out and I wasn't able to find a place to be working around it and I was just, you know, just in a bad spot and I was like, wait, I thought this stuff was supposed to only like happen in high school, like I thought you were supposed to grow up and know kind of what you're doing and what you need to do. And I was not. I just had my 30th birthday, and now things are a little bit more clarified, and things are better off, but I'm lucky to be able to put all these things on paper and hopefully make some good records out of them. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. No, it's definitely a relatable experience, and I'm sure people are really going to connect with that. And then I wanted to play uh, Trouble and Hand in Hand from the EP last year. How does that sound? Sounds Sounds great. All right. So here you guys go. The Graduate, followed by Trouble, and Hand in Hand by the band True.
excellent true songs. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. It was beautiful. Thank you. It was a beautiful. And now comes a portion where uh, you guys picked some records and we're going to play them. <laughs> and we're starting with Steve. Yeah, yeah, I guess you got pavement, right. crooked rain, crooked rain, pavements. Probably most well-known record has like two of their most well-known songs. Yeah. Cut your hair and gold sounds. And uh, this is really like one of the classic records of indie rock. Why'd you Why'd you pick this one? And what do you want to hear? I guess I um I picked this one because um I I found out about them when I was really young. Uh, through Skate Magazine, the Big Brother Magazine, and I checked them out. And actually, I didn't like them when I first heard them, um, but they really grew on me. And I've since kind of revisited my love for them because with, with this band, I don't know, I just ended up revisiting them. And uh, I would, I guess, I, I take some influence from them when I'm writing with this band, trying to figure out you know, what I'm going to do, or even though their drummer's drumming style is much different than mine. Yeah. But it, I just look, I'm trying to look outside of my realm, you know? Uh, and I guess I would like to hear Range Life because... Yeah, oh, that, I forgot. That is a very popular song. Uh, that's on that's one of those yeah. That's one of those songs, that, that beginning guitar solo. Once <laughs> once he goes and he hits those dissonant notes a little bit, It's but it's... It's so perfect. You yeah, know? it's a it's a very good song, and it's so funny because uh, on a Brooklyn Vegan on April Fool's Day this year, they were like, because he you know he has that line against the Smashing Pumpkins in the song. Oh yeah, and he's like, it said, Billy Corgan and Stephen Malkmus make amends like pavement to open for Smashing Pumpkins. Oh wait, I saw so. that. That was hilarious. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I immediately sent it to all my friends, and they were like, dude, it's April Fool's Day. You're dumb. Yeah. Fuck. Well, <laughs> I am dumb. Billy Billy Corgan. I I heard he got really pissed off about that. Yeah, he he was, he was insanely yeah, he was pissed. Really yeah. about Infowars. Yeah. Info Wars. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's on fucking Infowars. Hey, oh, fuck him. He's fuck him. Insane. What a yeah. douchebag. Oh man, I got you know a white open press junket. What am I gonna? <laughs> uh, well, you know they have all these open slots at Infowars. You know what's weird? I've been so. This got off topic, but I've been so sick of what I've been listening to at, at work. I listen, I can listen to music at work. Yeah. I've been so sick of what I've been listening to. I don't even like Smashing Pumpkins, but I listened to Siamese Dream yesterday. It's a good. I mean, it's a great. It is I a, think it's a great album. And, and actually, uh, it is. You know. It's just I, I hate Billy Corgan's yeah, voice, and I hate him as a person, which makes me hate his voice. He's more. not a good person. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah. Grumpy, <laughs> grumpy Charlie Brown. This podcast yeah. likes your music, but we don't like you, Billy Corgan. <laughs> Sorry, Billy. Thanks for everything, but stop being a jerk. <laughs> All right, next we got Saves a Day. I think Steve also picked yeah, this the, one. Yeah, the, the top three. Cool. That um, I, I guess I just picked that up. That was like a cool high school jam for me. Seminal records. Like, so, yeah, just I I was hanging out with. Music. I was just starting to get into local music, and I was hanging out with, uh, I made friends with people that were a lot older than me, or, you know, I was 16, but they were, you know, already out of high school and stuff like that, or, and, um, oh, this is just one of the bands I remember listening to them, uh, listening to them with, uh, with my friends, said that really awkwardly, but, um, it's just like, this has been something, a band that has influenced me. And my drumming style and like a lot of that stuff, I, I that's why I picked the record. Damn, I really fucked that one up. No, dude, you're doing great. You're doing, <laughs> you're doing a really good job. What are you talking about? You're great, Steve. What are you oh. talking about? But what song? Uh, well, I guess I'm going to go with you, Vandal. Okay. Do you want to know something funny? I was in a band in high school and we had to we played you Vandal and I fucked it up so much that oh, I wait. can't listen to that song. But well, I'm gonna play it because it's time to it's time to face my fear. <laughs> at 30 years old, yeah, it was it was with Max and like Fairview. That was Burning one of the first shows. That's where I met Max. Yeah, at a Fairview. Burning and I just show. was like, <laughs> I don't, I can't play this because I can't play guitar. Learned it huh. at an early age, but it's cool. It's that's time also, to, dude. It's time to face my fear. That's actually kind of a tough song, I guess. And, uh, 
I remember going to a basement show. My friend used to have this house. Was um, in in uh, Mine Hill, and I think was it uh, Houston Calls? I think covered this. Houston, in, Co- yeah, I remember. In that. my friend's basement. This was a long time ago. But and that's a this. So this is a fun pick. We had a lot to say about it. But uh, oh, is this another Steve? Yeah, another it's Steve. another me. Another Steve. I, after this, we're done with Steve. You know, <laughs> but Steve is at his um, picks. This is actually my like favorite uh, Husker Du release, uh, Metal Circus, the EP. A um, lot of good songs on here. Diane, which is about some uh, waitress in the Minneapolis area that was killed. Um, it's uh, interesting. That's a fun fact. And um, oh, I did not know that. Actually. Uh, it's not funny anymore. Do you remember yeah. when Lifetime covered that? That's song? one of my favorite Lifetime. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Well, Lifetime is. The best Probably it's my favorite bands are pretty much any Dan Yeoman band. Uh, Lifetime, Kid Dynamite, Paint It Black. Oh yeah, a um, lot of good choices there. But and, so this one, any you would you like to hear? It's not funny anymore. Yeah, actually, you know, what? yeah, yeah. yeah that, just because you said that, now we gotta, we gotta, yeah. Yeah, I love that course, song that too. It's cool, Steve. It's cool, man. <laughs> and li- Lifetime's a great band too. Very New Jersey. I have a lot oh, of pride for Lifetime. New Jersey. Yep. I'm sure you guys do, too. Lifetime's one of the best bands that ever come in. Yeah. yeah. No, easily. Unreal. Oh, my God. The record almost fell off the table. <laughs> Thank God it didn't. And, I don't uh, know why, but I thought the loud right oomph. You'd be like, oh, he must be talking about the record that's falling. I could have been like, that record right there. Caught it, though. <laughs> And Cindy, I think you chose American football. I did, yes. That was a great choice. Yeah. Anything you'd like to say about this bad yeah, boy? Um, I was introduced to them by my girlfriend um, a few years ago. I know I got on the boat a little late with that one, but I was like 10 when they started. So yeah. I think it's understandable. I think we but... all were. Yeah. Like, very young. <laughs> it was like all the second wave emo bands are like mid to late 90s when we were all like 10 yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I remember hearing them. And I was like, "Wow, I really love this." Uh, you know, when can we see this band? And she's like, "Never. They're they're not a band anymore." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "That sucks. I love this." And then a year or two later, they had their you know, reunion. reunion. Yeah, we saw them at Webster Hall, and that was probably one of my favorite concerts. And uh, it was just kind of like a revelation for me because I was like, "Wow, this band influenced a lot of like." early 2000s bands that I was probably influenced by so I didn't even realize that I had been influenced by them all along. So yeah, it's cool. totally. And it's cool it it I like how it kind of like came full circle cuz mm-hmm. now there's so many bands now that are really influenced by that era of yep. emo bands. Exactly. It's just like a never-ending circle mm-hmm. of life. Are we on the fourth wave of emo? Fifth wave? I guess the, I guess like like knows. what's um what's the band from Modern Baseball? What's that? Fourth wave emo? I think it might be. <laughs> I mean, like there's so many waves. At one point, it's like a, it's or is a it fifth wave? Could be fifth wave. Because like it's Can't so far from the original. Because because that's the band I think of. That's like and the drummers from Verona, Modern yeah, yeah. Baseball. That's that's How a band I think of. That's like oh this band was like obviously listening and I was like bringing it back. Type of thing. That's what I think of. Modern Baseball was cool. I was upset when they uh, stopped doing things. Oh, they stopped? Yeah. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Modern Baseball. (laughs) All right. Let's play those four, though. So we got Pavement, Saves the Day, Husker Du, and American Football. Woo! Okay. A one... Two, a one, two, three, four.
great pick, Steve and Cindy. Thanks. You guys have good taste. So do you. How'd you guys yeah. develop such good taste? Uh, years and years of listening to different stuff. Yeah, but consuming <laughs> it through your brain that. and ears, man. <laughs> Good answer. But we're going to move on. we got some pat picks, some PPs, as Pia I like to jokes. call them. <laughs> PPs. we got Parquet Court's Human Performance, their most recent album. They're coming out with a new album, though, I think very soon. So this was a good one. Um, I feel like it's funny that we picked, you know, Pavement first, because I think a lot of people were like, I could hear the Pavement influence on this one. But uh, any song you'd like to hear in particular, or any reason why you picked this guy? Uh, I like Parquet Courts. They're awesome, super kind of like unique band in my opinion. Uh, song I want to pick is Captive of the Sun, because they did something really awesome with that for like an EP. Uh, they remixed it with Bun B from UGK, and they chopped and screwed it and slowed it down and did all this really awesome out-of-the-box thinking type stuff with it, and I just thought it was a really cool kind of music moment that, like, this hip-hop legend is on this random Brooklyn band. Yeah, that was cool track. that they did that remix. Yeah, that stuff was... It's that. a good song. And Bun B's also awesome. You probably see him all over Vice videos and stuff because he's super into politics and whatnot. Super, but. super Vicey guy. Oh, yeah. And uh, you also picked Contra by Vampire Weekend, their second album. What's up with them? Where have they been? I, I know, know they had, like, everyone had a solo project. The drummer had a solo project. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing them last year because my friend's band played with them. But this is a really good one. Great follow-up to their first record, which is, you know, indie rock classic, I would say, too. And this, too. Um, but they seem like they're probably an influence on you guys, True. Vampire Weekend, what would you say? Yeah, I'd say so. I've been listening to Vampire Weekend for a really long time. I followed them through their crazy explosion from the first record and their like kind of wild kind of rise to uh, top. But um, I read an article once about the singer's obsession with like African drum beats and stuff like that. And as soon as I read that and then listened back to a lot of their songs, I'm like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> there it is. All these crazy, unique, like stuff, like just great kind of drum beats that you would not normally hear in anything. But it also doesn't sound like they're trying to do something crazy different. It fits in so well with the song. Yeah, absolutely. That that, that was always the main appeal. Was it just seemed meshed so well? Mm -hmm. And uh, any particular song you'd like to hear? Um. Horchata's a great song. Great opening track. Drinking Horchata. Also fantastic drink. <laughs> yeah, it's a good drink. All right, so we got Vamp Weekend. And Keith rounding out the picks with... Man, this is a special one, I gotta oh, dude, say. I, I'm I like the, uh, I'm, I'm the, like... Uh, That's a good one. The... The Maxwell's is like my favorite club ever. Um, it's a fucking gnarly place. It's a gnarly place, and this is a great live album. Probably my favorite. So, good choice. You picked The Replacements for Sale live at Maxwell's, <laughs> February 4th, 1986. I, That's the exact day. I was day. a late listener to this band, and I only really did listen to them, I think, because of like being in the van with Brian and Max for like Lake Effect stuff. They would always put different uh, replacements records on, and more so than the actual record, because it's like everything on there. They play like ridiculous amount of songs. Is like the replacements attitude is one of my favorites. Is that if like if you're not there to have a good time, or at least to enjoy yourself, then like, yeah, there really isn't any point in doing it. Their attitude is really positive and very rock and roll. I would say, especially for this like album, like it is not clean and polished there is no hint of it whatsoever it's but and it's, it's like you get like the raw energy of a band like that oh and it's such a legendary performance and it really does capture them at their peak of what they set out to do which is just really get drunk but rock out and write really <laughs> good songs too for like being completely shit-faced yeah think it would be worse and uh, Tommy Stitson's brother, Bob Stitson, one of my who's favorite guitarists. Player, yeah, Tommy. St oh, he was just at Monty Hall. It was crazy. It was, oh, Tommy Stitson. Right? Yeah, Tommy Stitson. Does yeah. Dead, right? Who's dead? Bob Stitson. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. 
But uh, <laughs> um, but uh, he left the band like right after the show, like yeah. not too far after. But any favorite replacement song that they played there that you'd uh, like to hear? Yeah, not necessarily this version, but I will dare hands down. Ooh, great! Yeah, song. it's a classic. It's right, such a Steve. Gnarly, like, rip. Right, right, Cindy. Right, right, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, so we got those three, and then we'll come back. We'll say goodbye. We'll uh, give everyone some true info for them to look into further shows, whatever. But right now, Parquet Courts, Vampire Weekend, replacements. Winter's coat is too 
All right, thanks for the wonderful picks. You guys are funny. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> we had a lot of fun together. True, and look at my record slash Tom Gallo, a match made in heaven. Absolutely. He's yeah. perfect. Yes. Yeah, I'm also very <laughs> Italian, so it's like very appropriate. But um, So you guys, thanks for coming. Uh, where can everyone find your stuff? Facebook, Bandcamp, all that good stuff. Yep, all that good stuff uh on bandcamp it's o true with four h's dot bandcamp.com you can find us on facebook that way as well and on instagram we are at o true with four h's tru and the album drops june 22nd yep june 22nd uh growing pains is coming out we got five new songs for everybody and uh you got some shows coming up yeah we got a couple shows uh may 12th we'll be playing the fortress in jersey city with uh lay ike surf club delicate flowers and alpha rabbit may 18th we'll be at uh stoches and fairlawn with haunt club and shred flintstone june 15th we'll be in asbury park brewery with our friends in wellwisher and sunflower and june 22nd day of the release we will be doing our release show at the meat locker with our buddies in weiner and still feel gone that's great you guys have an eventful may and june coming up yes and we're very excited it was a pleasure to have you guys thank you so much thank you for, for coming time. on thank you. thank you for having us come man. back anytime You're the best time. i'm a true i'm i'm part of the true crew true man. Yeah, i'm part of the true completely. motherfucking crew oh yeah <laughs> all right everyone say goodbye to true bye Bye, true. (laughs) Bye, true. (laughs)